Welcome to My Property World, a light and informative look at all things property. We have designed this series for people involved in property and property finance in the UK market. However, we do take examples from all around the property world. Our aim is for us to make money from property together. Whether that be buying, selling, financing, trading or getting involved in a deal in another way. We do this by informing, entertaining and enjoying ourselves talking property, which gives you a chance to get to know us, what we're up to and to check us out until you're ready to make money together. In the meantime, My Property World is free and fun, so plug in your headphones and enjoy. We would love for you to like, share and comment, so please do on social media. And if you have questions, ideas for topics or deals you would like to explore, we're always looking for guests, so get in touch via the My Property World profile. Hello and welcome to My Property World. I'm Will Mallard and today I'm joined by Adam Lawrence. Adam's one of the most experienced property investors uh, in the country. Uh, he's involved in agency. Uh, he's an investor in his own right and he works with a, a number of other organisations, including Partners in Property, which is a property community for investors and it's a bit different and uh, Adam you're very welcome. Well thanks for having me. So uh, Adam before we get into uh, partners and property and I think there's a really interesting story about uh, the way that you've thought about it um, and, and the formation and, and the strategy that you've employed because uh, it is quite different from a lot of other I suppose, property networks and um, organisations. Um, what, what, what's your own backstory? Well, a non-vanilla career path, Will, it's fair to say. Um, the, the nearest approximation to the corporate world would be wealth management, financial services. But I've only got a few years of that experience under my belt. The rest has all been entrepreneurial, been involved in a whole number of different sectors and functions from marketing, from the gambling world, um, and then all the way through to property, different types of property strategies, tenant types, and all the rest of it. And, and what was your uh, early sort of property experiences as an individual? That's a great question. Um, I made all my mistakes in one go on, uh, on the first new build that I ever bought, which is only the second property I ever bought, where uh, bought it at the top of the market in 06, um, paid the full asking price, part exchanged the house into it, um, couldn't really have made any more mistakes than that, to be honest. Uh, so so that was not, not that positive, I suppose. But although my first experience was buying into a property in 2001, um, which I, I bought with my brother, and we sold out and we, we made about 45, 50% without touching the property within about three years. So that was an incredible, when just when the market was going up like a rocket really in the early 2000s, that was incredibly lucky. Very good. And um, you, you obviously at some point um, decided to uh, get involved with some, some other people, um, which I think there's a, uh, there's a great lesson in terms of growth. Um, so part of that was partners and property. T tell, us, tell us about the, uh, who's involved. And we've had Sue Sims on the show previously, and um, she's given a really good outline of um, 
of uh, how it works and how you can get involved. But t tell us um, how you met Sue and, and, and where the idea um, came out of. Brilliant, brilliant. So uh, Sue and I did all the things you weren't really supposed to do when we first met properly at a networking meeting. We were sort of semi-aware of each other, I suppose. We're both in and around Birmingham. Um, and they always tell you, you know, go and make an impression on people, uh, you know, give them 90 seconds, three minutes, five minutes, whatever. Sue and I spent the entire two and a half hours at this meeting talking to each other and, and very little to anybody else. Um, just really getting to know what we did in property, what our backgrounds were. And really, I suppose, like you always are in that sort of conversation, maybe consciously or unconsciously feeling out what the other person's values are, I suppose, Will, and that, that was very important to both of us. So we broke all those rules. When, and when was said, this approximately? This was early 2017, like maybe late 2016, early 2017. And then we, uh, we, we I, I invited Sue to a, a networking meeting that I was going along to, which was kind of a, a non-advertised private one. Um, and that was that was in sort of probably probably April or May 2017. Um, and it's a long story, but we, we got invited to take the meeting over. Um, we felt a little bit uncomfortable about booting out the current hosts. But then the current hosts were uh, were found out for trying to pull a bit of a fast one on a few of the members. So that, that they've got rid of them and uh, left us to to create what became Partners in Property. And there's a, that, that's a, unfortunately uh, increasingly common theme with uh, a number of, I suppose, property groups and uh, training organisations where uh, perhaps one of the, the trainers goes a little bit rogue and, and sometimes uh, people end up losing a lot of money and, and a lot of uh, faith in the, I suppose, the, the system. Yeah, I'm, I'm sad to say I've, I've heard of, unfortunately, I suppose, over the years, I, I've tried to help quite a few people who are in those sorts of situations. Um, and some of the money that I've seen lost, it, it's given me a very uh, negative view of, of the training side. Not that I'm anti-training at all, because I think people need to do it. But I've heard of many, many stories of people losing six figures worth of money and a couple of stories of people losing seven figures worth of money. So very, very significant and very sad indeed, Will, to be honest. Yeah, and partners and property. So uh, what, what are the, the, the three or four key bits that you laid out as being a bit different when you, you sat down and, and started conceiving how, how to modify this, um, this network event that you and Sue uh, effectively took over? Yeah, that, that's it, isn't it? I mean, from a, from a strategic perspective, we were looking at, well, first of all, I think whenever I get involved in anything, I don't really want to do the same as everybody else has been doing. I, I just don't see the, the point in that. I don't see the edge in that. I don't see the, the fun in that. I don't know what about that is going to make you want to get out of bed. So we knew it would need to be different. And, and you know, one of the first ones was the, 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 the sponsorship nature of it. We knew because we didn't want to spend all of our time doing it we're busy doing active property deals and running our other businesses we knew we would need at some point to turn it to a commercial focus and to do that we would either need to charge people quite a lot of money to be members or we would need to get some sponsors so we wanted to go down the sponsor route but we wanted to do that in a, in a different way 
So rather than whoever offered us the most money or rather than, let's say, employing a broker or an agent to try and find some sponsors for us, we went out and proactively approached some people. And I'm happy to say that over the years, people have approached us who we actually work with. So we can attest somewhat to the quality of their work. We know, again, what their values are um, and what they can deliver rather than, unfortunately, what you see a lot on the circuit is people who can talk a lot, but the talkers are not doers and people end up getting a bit frustrated and a bit let down. So that's a really, that's been the toughest thing because A, we've had to turn down people who've offered decent sums of money uh, because they want access to the network. Um, and it's obviously difficult from a business perspective to do that, but that's the way we've had to do it. And then secondly, there have been times when we've had to uh, move move sponsors on because they haven't done what they said they were going to do and they've let down some of our members and we've taken action ultimately on the back of that. Well, so that means difficult conversations, uh, drops in revenue from the, from the business side's perspective um, and it's always a, a worrying time, but it's what, it's what Sue and I feel really has to be done and had to be done in order to make PIP something different. And you're... As an outsider looking in, um, something that I perceive that's quite different is that you're, you've got a real community feel. Yeah, that's right. That's something we really wanted to, to, to bring in. And it was the, the feeling that, I mean, you know, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this will identify with. It can be a bit of a, a one-person game in property. And some people really like that because they're not really people people. Um, and you can control a lot of assets on, on your own, really, and outsource management and project management and sourcing and all sorts of stuff you can outsource. But then ultimately, you do end up in a bit of a lonely place sometimes. And I'm not just talking about, you know, people that you, are there so you can have a bit of a cuddle or whatever. I'm talking about also the business side of, you know, locking horns with people, exchanging ideas with people to say that I looked at this deal this way, or I was in this situation, what did I do? What would anybody have done differently? And that's why we, we implemented our mastermind tables so that those, those examples could come out. And also, so one person could potentially benefit from a specific problem they were having, but also the whole group could benefit from hearing about that and maybe so, so picture, uh, just explain the mastermind table concept uh, and, and assume that um, we're, things have opened up again and you've got an in-person situation. So someone's come along okay. to the, the venue. What, what, what's yep. a mastermind table? So we will run those in the afternoon. So all, all our meetings include a lunch. And in the morning, we will have a variety of speakers on a number of different topics. Sometimes we'll theme the meeting, let's say specifically to HMOs or something like that. We listen to feedback from the members on that sort of stuff. Sometimes it's a more generalised or a more a higher level theme where we might be talking about how tough it is to get stock at the moment and all, all the things that come off the back of that. Then we'll have lunch and we have three mastermind sessions. So people will be able to choose where they sit. Uh, every single mastermind table will have a host on there who is a subject matter expert of sorts. And we've run everything from, um, let's say, social housing to the economy, the pandemic, how to get over the pandemic, to all the way through to wellness, um, mortgage brokering and structured finance, all sorts of topics you can think of. And you get to take in three of those at each meeting. Or if you really like what one person's saying, 
you can stay at the same table the whole time if you really want to. <laughs> Very good. And tell me, uh, you've got some um, some plans in terms of, um, uh, and, and I believe you've already started to uh, provide digital resources. T tell me about those. That's right. Yeah. So we realised that, you know, because we, we're not a sort of brutal commercial organisation, it costs a fair bit of money to, to do this. But we realised we would get we were able to get speakers who weren't the people who were going to go and speak at some of the larger corporate networking meetings um, and, and didn't really take some of those people too seriously, to be honest. But they would come and speak at a PIP once they checked us out. And, you know, people miss meetings. I mean, obviously, it's been incredibly useful during the pandemic as well. But you can't necessarily get to, I mean, we've got five physical locations, London, Birmingham, Bristol, Manchester, Southampton. So no one's going to get to all of those. Well, Sue and I might do, you know, but no one, no, even the most committed members are not going to be able to make all five meetings. Um, and so if we have a particularly good speaker in Manchester, We've got that preserved on the repository um, for all time in, a, in our back catalogue. So we have some members who, to be honest, don't engage that much with the community, which is a shame, but we get great feedback from them because they spend a lot of their time consuming the digital resources. So that might be a slide deck with a talk. It might just be the live, the live talk from the speaker. Um, it might be other stuff that people have found useful and, and requested over time. So. That's just that access through the back end of our website with a, a member's login. And oh, a, okay, a and, and what, what is your website? Now we're, we're on the topic. And we'll get a little bit of a plug in there for partners and property. What, what is the website? How can someone look you up? That's much appreciated, Will. Thank you. So it's www.partners-property.com. Partners-property.com. Well, that, that's, that's right. brilliant, Adam. And but why why did you guys decide to build it this way? Because this this is this is quite a different uh, concept. Like I, I think you're you've come at it at a, a very and as you said, unique angle. Yeah, I mean, my personally, I'd been to I started on the networking circuit in about 2011, um, and I found those sort of as you do naturally the larger, more corporate meetings. And I, and I realized really quite early on, they weren't really for me. And they didn't really didn't really fit with me particularly well. But I went to a few independent ones that, that were good, but seemed to take an incredible amount of sort of time and effort. And then as time went on, and I started becoming more vocal on social media, specifically Facebook, um, I got invited to a few private gatherings, which you could sort of loosely call networking meetings. There's some more structured ones. And the caliber of the people that were attending was just so much higher than some of these evening meets. And I just thought, isn't it a shame that nobody, nobody does that? Nobody has a, a, a not the agenda isn't to funnel people into a training course. You know, that it is what it is, what it says on the tin. You come along, there's no contract to what we do. Yeah, you do, you do have to pay, of course, but there's no there's no tie ins. There's nothing hidden. And then if you want more stuff, you can tell us, you can try and consume it. You know, Sue, Sue runs events. We all do a variety of different things, but we're not there to say, right, step into our web and then uh, struggle to get out of it before we've sold you X tens of thousands of pounds worth of courses, you know. And Sue uh, must be one of the most driven people uh, out there. Um, how... 
how did you get her to, or how did you convince her to work with you? That's a great question, you know. I mean, I could see very early on the benefit of working with Sue. Um, so I, our first meeting, had it been down to me, we never would have got the people that we did. But instead, we had 50 people at our first meeting, which is obviously great for a, an independent network, sort of starting from nowhere, doing a little bit of promo on social media or whatever. And that was Sue. Sue, no one can work harder than Sue Sims. You know, she will go through her phone book, individually message people, to invite them, message people on social media, do all of that. I don't know where she gets the hours in the day, Will, to be honest yeah, with you. Like she, she's got a portfolio of 40-odd uh, properties. She's uh, uh, running a very successful letting agency or property management agency in Birmingham, across the West Midlands. Uh, and and she, she's doing this as well. Uh, and I, I believe offers a bit of... Um, uh, coaching and mentorship as well. Um, she does. She does. Uh, and she seems to do all of them really well. It just uh, it, it astounds me. Uh, where do you think she gets the energy? I think. I mean, Sue is passionate about property and passionate about what, what's what's so great about Sue is Sue was someone who was quite nervous when she came onto the networking scene. She didn't know what to expect. She didn't really feel comfortable at all she really had to go outside of her comfort zone and that is a great story for people who because lots and lots of people obviously more than half the population feel the same way at a networking meeting it's only the the random extroverts that really sort of really sort of love it I think and by telling that story to people and then seeing them come forward there's nothing Sue likes more than to see some of our hosts at Partners in Property you know, we've had members who then become hosts and then watch them develop as characters who become more confident and can, because they've usually done incredible things. They just don't spend a lot of time talking about, which is just like Sue, to be honest with you. Um, and so I think she gets a lot of satisfaction from helping those people develop really well. And you can't, you can't fake that. You can't buy that. You know, that's either in you or it isn't. And, it, and with Sue, it's very much in her. It's what drives her, I think. I'm going to ask a, a bit of a, a, a gimme question now, Adam, but um, <laughs> there's an open, open gold mouth, uh, the ball's floating in front of you. Why would someone come to Partners in Property? If someone, they've got a small portfolio uh, and they're, they're not too far from one of your event uh, venues. What? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that fiver later, Will. Thanks for that. I appreciate that. Um, well, why would they not is what I'd ask myself, but really they'll find real property investors, developers, um, traders who are doing property day to day, who are taking time out of their schedules to come along to a meeting, to exchange ideas, to make contacts, um, to get further information, to further their learning. Um, and we have a very healthy balance of limited number of service providers, large number of real property people, and again, that, that's something that's that's by design, you know, so they're not coming to get pitched at every five seconds. They're coming to get real content and find some some uh, some common thinking and maybe also stretch their thinking a bit. And also when we're having a market like we're having right now, as we record this, to get some ideas about what to do, because it's so tough to find good value stock. OK, we'll take that as five nil to Adam. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're, well done. And Adam Lawrence. Partners in Property, uh, which can be found at partners-property.com.
You're very welcome. I'm Will Mallard. This is My Property Wealth. Thank you. Thanks, Will. Welcome to My Property World, a light and informative look at all things property. We have designed this series for people involved in property and property finance in the UK market. However, we do take examples from all around the property world. Our aim is for us to make money from property together. Whether that be buying, selling, financing, trading or getting involved in a deal in another way. We do this by informing, entertaining and enjoying ourselves talking property, which gives you a chance to get to know us, what we're up to and to check us out until you're ready to make money together. In the meantime, My Property World is free and fun, so plug in your headphones and enjoy. We would love for you to like, share and comment, so please do on social media. And if you have questions, ideas for topics or deals you would like to explore, we're always looking for guests, so get in touch via the My Property World profile.